20 Schemes is the church planting ministry of Nidri Community Church in Edinburgh, Scotland and Redeemer Fellowship Church in Bardstown, Kentucky. With these conversations, we're trying to expose some of the issues we experience in our ministries. We hope that with honest and frank conversations, we can begin to open up on some of the hard realities of church planting and revitalisation in schemes and council estates around the UK. In fact, even around the world. In this spirit, these conversations will be published completely uncut. I'm Mes McConnell, and this is the 20 Schemes podcast. Right, welcome. We are with Sol Fenn. Um, we've done this before, but Sol wasn't happy with it. And because he's like a musician, you're in charge of 20 Schemes music. He also works at one of our church plants in the city. And because the musicians are dead temperamental and like... You know, I mean, they like they're like all like super sensitive and that. Uh, we've had to come in and do this again, haven't we, so? Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're English, mm-hmm. and you're an ex-copper. Yeah. What the heck are you doing in a scheme in Scotland? Yeah. So um, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's... I mean, that's the two things they ate the most, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. The English yeah. and the busies. Yeah. How's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah. There's. You tan your windows yet? No, no. Of course I haven't. Of course they haven't, mate. Um, I'll keep it all quiet, you know. No, no. But um, you were done. But you were nervous about it. Yeah. So yeah, for my family, I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I came up. I was. Uh, I was a, a drummer in the in the Royal Marines. Got drafted up up to Recife in two thousand three. Been up here since. Um, you came to Nid- Nidri when? Yeah, came to Nidri in two thousand. End of two thousand seven. Yeah, um, is when I just started, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, after a year or so, didn't want to stay in the military, like, uh, the chance of getting sent away down south or, or whatever. I was sort of settled up here, met Carly by then, my wife. Um, so, yeah, and I thought, right, what am I going to do? I was part of Nidri Church, and I thought, I'll tell you what's a good idea, I'll join the police. Come and busy. Yeah. Mummy came and talked to me about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um... You never stayed in Nidri while you were busy, did you? No, I didn't. Because I, I told you not to. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, so, so sort of weighed up whether to move into Nidri, uh, yeah, it's just not, not a smart idea, um, uh, yeah, the police aren't particularly, uh, respected often, um, in schemes, so yeah, just lived just outside, however, I was, uh, I've always been straight up with people, and I haven't actually had any issues, um, with any of the lads. Do they know you're an ex-busy? Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. And even when I was at Nidri, um, a lot of kind of key players who were, who were associated with Nidri Church and coming in and out uh, from the scheme, they all knew I was, but they also knew that I was safe from my sin, that I wasn't a, you know, I wasn't that stereotypical copper who was looking down my nose at people. I was... I was there doing a job, earning earning a crust for my family, but um, I was desperate for people to hear the gospel. And and um, and in fairness, I mean, people can talk behind my back, but I think I was respected for that. And people who I knew were actively getting in trouble with the police would also come and chat with me, have a brew with me on Sundays and during the week. 
and there was there was kind of a mutual. Did you find a conflict of interest then? No, no. Well, there was a. I had a few phone calls with you, didn't I? But we'll probably not talk about that on this. I can't remember. Did yeah, you? no, no. Yeah, there, there, there was a few. There was a few. Uh... So let's just say you go to church on a Sunday. Yeah. This is in Europe. This is like in Nidritana because obviously you're, you're not on the beat anymore. But yeah, yeah. Um, and you saw a guy yeah. coming to worship with us. Yeah. Who you knew had warrants out. Yeah. Well, what would you? My counsel to my my counsel to them was. You well, know, did you have a legal obligation to? to... No, no. When, I, when, when no when, when I'm when I'm off duty. Um, it depended on the nature of the warrant and stuff like that. And to be honest with you, um, let's say they were sconded from a secure unit. Yeah, um, I had such a good every every situation that I, I I never had a tricky situation where I was like, well, I don't know what to do here. But I did say to a few of the guys, listen, probably the best thing for you to do is hand yourselves in. But also, we generally had an understanding that. I wouldn't know if they'd absconded. I didn't work in I, I, I didn't work in the police in Nidri at any point, and um, we had an understanding. Boys didn't talk to me about things like that, and that was kind of and as far as I was concerned, that was uh, you know that was fair enough because obviously I would have had an obligation in some situations. But then it was kind of like um, you know what I, I'm I'm here in church. I'm here to worship God, um, and I'm here as part of the church family, as a member here, um, you don't have to tell me everything. But I'd always be straight up with people saying, listen, if you want it on warrant, the best thing to do is hand yourself in. It just is. It's easier for you. Um, yeah, so that would always be my counsel. But I was never in a black and white situation where I knew something that was sensitive, that was... That but I know there's disclose. a lot of guys that yeah. come up, come, come into the church, yeah. come into the cafe, come in to use our facility. They'll stand outside yeah. and like smoke a doobie and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Every day of the week, as a copper, where I worked in Westerhouse, you didn't do people who were smoking weed. No, it's 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 not that that's that's not something. If if I was walking around Westerhouse on foot patrol or whatever. I don't stop and talk to everyone who I can smell cannabis from. It's it's uh, it's one of those things, um, and obviously dealers aren't going to come up to me. This is the thing. People knew I was a copper, and I was public and open about that. Um, so a dealer wouldn't have come up to me and said, "I'm a dealer." If you know what I mean. So let's get away from the copper thing because you're not a copper yeah, yeah. anymore. No, no, I'm not. So no. what's your job title now? What do you do? So I'm now the music coordinator for Twenty Schemes. I was part of uh, the Grace Mount Community Church um, like planting team with work, working for Andy Prime and Andy and Sarah and then Mark and Fonz. And, um, so you moved yeah. into, the, when did you move into that scheme? Moved into Grace Mount pretty much at exactly the time when I left the police. So I've got a wife and three kids now. I had two at the time. And um, my, priori my priority is obviously like everyone else's, whether you're from the scheme or anywhere else, um, to look after them make sure they're safe so as soon as i'm not a copper um yeah it was it was it was it was fine to move into grace was, was it hard uh, <clears throat> no I, I, I loved it as in um yeah the, th the thing is with schemes we talk a lot about schemes and the problems and stuff but um grace mount it's got a lot of problems of course it's got a lot of problems and there's a lot of people who struggle but the, these communities there there there's there's another side of 
these schemes, which is very close-knit, very tight, very friendly. If you're honest, if you're not an idiot, you respect people, and you talk to people the way you'd want to be spoken to. Um, no, nah, we're, we're, you know, my, my, my eldest son, Hamish, he loves primary school. He's just going to P2. Carly's got more friends now than she ever had where we used to live. Um, in Bonnyrigg, which was which was kind of yes, you know, on what people would say is a kind of a nicer area. We're we're, we're very happy in Grace Mount. We like the people there, um, and we our, 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 our kids doing? loving it. Yeah, the church is going. The church is going good. We're very very um very encouraging. Uh, we've had yeah, we've we've had we've had trials and stuff. We've had um you know the last eighteen months we've been we've been having services now for eighteen months. We've had our fair few funerals and tough times we've had um uh yeah lots lots of trials lots of people suffering in our churches um with different things but there's a buzz there's a there's a unity which uh, is something not to be taken for granted uh, we obviously get great great teaching from from primary um and kenny who's who's uh the other the other elder there and um and also people like mark and fonz lots of lots of grounded believers uh and things are good. We, you know, we've had baptisms. We've had so many babies born. I mean, I think there's five babies under three months at the moment. One of them's one of them's my son, <laughs> Tommy. Uh, so hey, it's it's really it's lots of so lots of What's Twenty Schemes music? What do you do for that? So Twenty Schemes music <clears throat> is. I mean, there's a lot of lot of aspects to it, but it's it's kind of um, I kind of fell into this opportunity to, you know, when when you read through the Bible, like all the um, all the psalms and stuff. I'll just quickly uh, turn to like you know Psalm ninety-two. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. Uh, you know, you've been practicing these last night you, before you go. I've got them all highlighted away from the camera, so I look really biblical and godly. Yeah, yeah. Psalm ninety-five. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the Rock of our salvation. Psalm ninety-six. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord of the earth. I kind of. Um, and it goes on, you know, Psalm 98, sing to the Lord a new song for he has done marvellous things. And the fact of the matter is, in our schemes, and across 20 schemes, he literally, that, that's literally a, a tangible fact. God is doing amazing things. Um, you know, I was talking to a lady through there in the cafe who's recently been saved in Nidri. And um, as a musician, and realising over my time at Nidri and also at Grace Mount, our schemes are full, and our churches are full of um, really creative people and people with a real buzz and passion for what the Lord has done for them in their in their lives. So basically, it's it's very simple. But um, I've been sitting with people, getting them to write. You know, I, I just planted a few ideas in a few in a few people's minds about, hey, listen, why don't why don't you try and write a song, or why don't you try and well. I can't write a song and stuff. It's like, well, just write something down on paper. And the fact is, there's lots of people who are really into it, and lots of people are like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I get emailed with, you know, poems from people of what the Lord has done in their lives. The fact that they, they were, you, you know, the kind of their version of Amazing Grace. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Kind of that, um, and it's kind of. It's amazing. So, so basically, I'm I'm given this role from believers from our schemes, and it's and it's exciting. We're we're recording this album at the moment. Um, What's the album called? It's going to be songs from the schemes, and um, 
yeah, we've got everyone from church planters to guys who've been saved, you know, a year, who've written songs. Um, and do you know what? I get to, I get to read them. I, I go through with them, make sure, um, you know, everything's helpful. Like ev everything is so heartfelt. I kind of go through, make sure everything is remains heartfelt, but then is nice and clear, so the gospel's clear. Um, and, and I'm a tunes guy, so I, 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 I sit there. And I, I can put tunes to, you know. I mean, some of them are coming to me with tunes. And everything I've got, I've got MP3 files. I've got emails of people singing me a song they've written and the tune they want into their phone, and I'm listening to it, and I'm just thinking, wow, you know, when I read, sing to the Lord a new song for He has done marvelous things. That is like, that's Psalm 98, by the way. Um, that that's is it's just amazing. It's a, it's an exciting. Hey, it's a great role, like. It's, uh, and it's really exciting. But then also what I do is I'm going to be going around, obviously 20 schemes, we're looking to get church, churches planted um, all, over, all over the place in, in schemes all over Scotland where there's a, there's a need for gospel churches. And often what you get is you get teams get together. Their theology is usually pretty excellent. Like the, obviously the training... Like Why were you so anti-20 schemes in the beginning? Um, I guess I... Because you were, right? Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, I, I suppose that sounds terrible, but yeah. I, you I, were I, I, at I, least cynical. Yeah, I guess I was a member of a church. I didn't see the vision. I was short-sighted, and I thought, we've got a good thing going on at Nidri. I was a member of Nidri. You're our pastor. And I was like, hang on a second. You know, we're here. Um, you know, we've got a decent pastor who says it how it is, explains the gospel, has a good, uh, a good and thorough you know, understanding the Bible is able to teach and stuff. And then I'm kind of thinking, hang on a second, where's he off to? Do you know what I mean? What's this all about? Um, and then, strangely enough, in the Lord's providence, he's he sent me away anyway to Grace Mount, so I'm the one who's left. Do you know what I mean? But obviously we, we've got Prime at Grace Mount, and there's a, there's a lot of, you know, really good guys now. I, I, I guess I've taken time to buy into the, the vision of, the 20 schemes thing, and in actual fact, our churches aren't about sitting there being a consumer. It's like, come on then, oh yeah, you, oh, you can preach, amazing. So I'll sit here every Sunday and I'll just listen to you preach. It's like, that's not, um, that's not what being a church is all about. Talk to me about music in the local church, because yeah. I read an article this week, yeah. which did my nipples right in, makes my nipples itch, yeah. about uh, some church growth guru, um, about... If you haven't got outstanding, excellent musicians mm. on the top of their game mm. and, you know, a certain amount of musicians mm. excellently producing top quality, top quality sounds, then mm. you're never going to grow your church or attract unbelievers. Mm. And I was frustrated, um, not because that can't be a truism, yeah. but I'm thinking, when I first came in Nidra, we didn't have any musicians. Mm. We had nobody. A lot of the guys I'm talking to in church in our places or... Uh, on some of the other schemes, mm. you know, some of my guys are having to press a, a button mm. on a stereo for mm. backing tracks to get the congregation to sing because they've got no skills. So talk to us yeah. about this sort of notion of an evangelical's obsession with the worship team yeah. and this excellence of the, the, the production against a lot of us who are just struggling along yeah. trying to get by. Because I know that's a big... Yeah, yeah. Frustration of yours as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, 
if you've got excellent if you've got excellent musicians, if you've got if you've got specifically gifted people, use them to the glory of God, not to their glory. But I'd always go back to Paul and Silas sat in prison. Um, the other prisoners are sat there. They're in the inner part of the cell. It doesn't say they had a smoke machine with them, and it doesn't say that Paul was good on the old Joanna or anything like that. These were just a couple of geezers who had just sat in prison um, after they'd been falsely accused. Their testimony that night, bearing in mind Paul was probably the, what, the best church planter there's ever been going around doing the business. A great preacher. But that night, doesn't say he preached. It literally just says they were singing and praying, singing hymns and praying to God. And the effect that had, if you want to look at what singing and praying, worshipping God, can have on people round about when you don't have a piano and a guitar and a cheesy guy with like perfectly white teeth and all that. Just read about Paul and Silas again and it's quite absolutely clear that the prisoners remained where they were even after they all had an opportunity to escape because something happened. It doesn't say exactly what happened but something happened in their hearts that kept them free to go but they remained with Paul and Silas when the jailer went there and you don't hear anything. I don't think it says in the Bible, oh yeah, Silas, by the way, was an outstanding vocalist. Um, Paul, do you know what I mean? He was... So what if you haven't got any musician? you just yeah. scratching around, starting out. So it, so it is a challenge. It is, it, it, and it is a challenge. And that is, that's a secondary part. Well, you, you know I know what? church plants that won't plant without a worship leader. No, exactly. No, exactly. So listen, I, I think singing is very important. And, and singing is it's an opportunity for the local church to demonstrate and proclaim unity and encourage one another, you know, encourage one another with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Um, and another part of my role is because, yeah, it, it's, it's not about being amazing, but being proficient is something. If, if we're going to go, if, we, if we're going to plant a church where we have a part, a pastor is always going to be vetted by you and, and, and all that and like, can this guy preach? Does he have the qualities to be a pastor? So another part of my role is, is going to be practically, you know, helping people. So, so um, going up to Merkin, you know, some of, Bingham, some of our churches where we've got teams on the ground and they're looking, you know, praying, preparing for, you know, launching Sunday services, maybe 2019, beginning of 2020. My role as well is going to be helping Often, like you know, pastors' wives or people like who who have may, maybe they can play instruments, but they're not experienced in you know um, accompanying congregational singing, preparing them for that. That's that's going to be a, a large part of what I do as well. So I'm going to be travelling around the plants. But what does um, a geezer do if he hasn't got any musicians? Yeah, it's tough. So there there, there are resources. I, I I want what resources? So there's there's resource. So there's everything from singing. You know, a cappella, just, just, just guys singing in a room. Presbyterian, we could go all Sam's only. I like that. You can, and if and if you don't have, if you don't have someone who can who can accompany, I guess what I would say, what what the little the little trumpet, excuse the musical pun that I'm going to be blowing is, don't don't neglect singing in churches just because you don't have someone to accompany it. And if it might seem a bit awkward, maybe at first or whatever, I'm hoping to be bigging up the necessity and the benefit and the opportunity to unite 
and praise and worship and glorify God through singing, which we read in the Psalms. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I would. Let's I would go back to what kind of songs do they uh, are acceptable? I, I've got friends yeah. who have hip hop mm. tunes in their church. I mean, we don't do it in Nidri because it's yeah. just not cultural to, to us. But yeah, um, got friends obviously who are very very old hymns only, yeah, yeah. and then I've got friends who are very very yeah modern songs yeah only. Is hip hop or other musical genres? Ex- Jazz or whatever acceptable yeah. for congregational worship. Yeah, I, I mean, being a muser, I'm 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 well into genre genre and stuff, and and listening to different things, and I have preferences and stuff. But I think um, congregational singing, you know, talking about hymns, so talking specifically about you know a, a gathering where we where we meet. But and hymns old fashioned though. Um, I'm a bygone it from the Victorian era, right? Yeah, do you know what? Hymns are old-fashioned and pretty much everything in the Bible is old-fashioned if you look at things like that. So, like, everything from, you know, where we stand on, you know, like the pushback from, I don't know, the, the modern culture, what, what we read in, you know, everything that pretty much we preach that is preached in, in our churches these days, it's old-fashioned, it's not... Uh, but I guess that the benefit of hymns are... Forget genre because we're not coming to church for our preferences primarily or at all. We're here to encourage one another. And the good thing about hymns, as in terms of nice, simple melodies, it is it means everyone can do it. A church service. Aren't people more likely to be attracted to a modern worship band yeah. than a church that just cranks out old hymns? Yeah, definitely, yeah. But that's. We're, we're, Right or wrong? Uh, I, I think it's wrong in terms of um, you know, there's a place for it. But if 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 you've got a genre, so like hip hop, it's not it's it's, it's difficult. Or, or jazz, for example, it's quite difficult. You 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 can have hints of those genres in in a hymn, but the fact of the matter is, it makes it quite. So it's just singing on a Sunday when we gather together. Yeah, we want to term that. Yeah, should that only be congregational? There's no room for the poet to get up and recite a piece or a jazz soloist to get up and play something to the glory of Jesus for the benefit of the whole but not necessarily congregational should it just be congregational exclusive I, I, I think that I think the Bible's clear so like when I the, those Psalms I read there it doesn't say get the geezer who can play guitar in your church to sing a song of praise to the Lord get the bloke who's who's like a, a hip-hop artist to tell of all the marvellous things. I mean, him, him him, or her as well, but it's, it's quite... Does it say that you can't, though, does it? No, it doesn't say you can't. I'm, I'm not talking about rules, but I'm talking about the the what we read in the Bible. So, like, you know, like... Uh, it was Nehemiah, wasn't it? And, and you talked about... Um, I remember you did a series on Nehemiah. And then when they'd done all the business and they'd gone through all the, the whole thing, you know, they, they, they sang call the whole city together yeah exactly exactly and um the congregational aspect that the 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 thing about unity that our church is um joining together with one voice and singing praises to god i think that is that's the kind of glue of if that's true and i believe that it is yeah 
that it's about congregate coming together, one voice yeah. uniting around yeah. the gospel, saying yeah. praise to the glory of God. Why so many of our songs are so individualistic? Yeah, that's we've true. had this discussion before. We have had this discussion, and then what I, I like about Crowded House and Steve Timmis and his mob is yeah, they'll often change a lot of the wording from I and me to yeah. we and us. Yeah, and after that conversation on last Sunday, we sang, I chose um, Love Divine or Love Excelling, Charles Wesley, an mm -hmm. old hymn. Um, and that that is unified. It's, it's like you know we and and, and then we. Do you think it, it makes a difference? I think it makes a big difference. Yeah, I think it does. I th I think I think the I, so in Christ alone my hope is found. I think there's a benefit to singing that. Amazing grace I once was lost but now I'm found, because I think our unity as a church. Is only going to be real. If we're a, we're a unified group of believers who all have a vertical relationship with the Lord. So I think our unity is, um, it, it can be expressed. So it, if, if, if you've got 20 people in the church all singing, in, in Christ alone, my hope is found, so individualistic, but everyone's singing that because the reality is every individual one of those 20 have a vertical relationship with their Lord and Saviour. Um, that in itself is individ individualistic lyrics, but declaring a unity. It'd be much but, more powerful to sing in Christ alone. Our hope is found. Yeah, possibly. And to be he honest, is our strength. And since we had that chat, listening to that love divine or love excelling, and then also a Getty. So, so like the get, you know, like uh, I'm just was it, I'm just pushing the buttons. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Yeah, no, no. It's it's um, there, there's there's some amazing hymns and songs. Uh, modern congregational songs, um, which, which are both, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I need to do more research. And it's think a fascinating about that. topic, right? It is, yeah. I guess um, just because we so we, we you know we are so you know, yeah. we're about the local church, yeah. local church. That's the manifold wisdom of God. Yeah, yeah. To this world and yeah. to the angelic host, right? Yeah. And to me, it's just you know the, the one anotherings in the bible we just finished a series on that in the church yeah the amount of talk time that the church talks about the unity the pride yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just seems really weird sometimes that we just sing all these and we talk about congregational singing but yeah. we seem like we sing them in little individual units i think i think we get um, you can have both but. yeah and I, th I think if you look at the psalms as well we get the psalms are a, are a you know if you're not exclusive psalmody which obviously we're not um you do get a good blueprint and a good kind of guide as to right how do we write a song well let's go to the psalms first and that is very much i will sing i will tell yeah, yeah. and all this sort That's of thing a fair point, yeah. but um but yeah no no definitely when we sang love divine or love exciting and again we obviously had to explain that in grace math there's lots of people who are like that's full of yees and thous that's an old hymn that's charles wesley what i don't know 1700s why don't you modernize it then lots of people modernize these hymns do you know what is that just lot... your cultural preference Nah, do you know what? A lot of people. I th I think I think we can be patronising about people on our scheme sometimes. Well, not not us, but I think people people outside looking in. It's like, oh, do you know what? We need to make things. Do you know the fact of the matter is that Grace Man and at Nidri from experience, people can handle these and thous, these and thous and stuff. I don't think it's about handling it. It's just no, about I know, who but says understand that. it. Yeah, well, no, I know. Yeah, but who who says any of this? Do you know what I mean? And this is the beauty. The Bible. Of it. You just read from a. Is that an NIV? Yeah. You didn't read from the King James, did you? No. That's these and thou's. Yeah, no, that's true, yeah. But so, well why so that's the you know, you can let's go back to the King James then. Yeah. I see some people are probably now applauding that while I'm saying that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am just I'm 
I'm just interested in no, some of these choices to make. What I and I'm also interested. I've noticed culturally over twenty years in ministry in these communities, right? Mm. In our in our communities is, um, and you'll have noticed it is. I mean, I'm a I'm 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 a fan of blended music, so mm. I think there's place for new, mm. and there's a place for old. I prefer hymns, mm. but it's interesting to me that our congregation, largely a lot of them wouldn't be like highly literate or have any Christian background sing hymns far louder mm. and far better mm. than they sing modern music. I, I, I'm, I'm generalising, but across what I've seen, across our lot, why do you think that is? Is that about melody? I mean, I don't know anything about music. Yeah, no, I know. No, no, not, that... no, I know you don't. No, I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, but is that a melody thing? Is that a... Yeah, I, th I think it often is. I, th I think, I think there has been a shift. So you said earlier about production. I think a lot of, and this is possible as well, you know, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, this discussion isn't about necessarily, I don't know, slating what other people are doing. But yeah, I, th I think there is a sense in which, especially in our schemes, I mean, people like old tunes as well. Old old folk songs and stuff are really popular. Um, it's interesting, and, isn't it? And there is, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And there is a singability about old hymns, which I think is just clear. It's, it's understandable. Because what we have to remember is our, our family, you know, like... My, my, my boy Hamish, he's he's what I should know, six, six years old. He sing, he he sings sometimes. Maybe, do you know what I mean? He 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 learns these songs. He he hears them in church. And then we've also got, you know, guys in their eighties, nineties, and our churches. They're across the board, and the, tr and the trouble, the problem with genre is, you you immediately, you can isolate people, and and one person might really love it. I think. I think the benefit of having a congregational hymn, which is almost a separate genre, where it's like, no, do you know what? We are, we're not going to be too clever here, um, because, of course, we want it to be playable by maybe, you know, uh, musicians who aren't as uh, equipped as maybe you'd get in, in bigger churches. But we're going to keep it, you know, a verse, a chorus, a verse, chorus, you know, um, and keeping things nice and simple, literally, so that people aren't, if, if if we want we want tunes that people like, but we want people thinking about the words. The words are the key in hymns, not so much. Um, oh, I like this tune. So it, it, it has you, to be lyric. We put a primary emphasis on theological and doctrinal content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like one hundred percent. Yes, full stop. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. If something's a bit unhelpful, a pastor could slave away for hours. What you're saying is not less like uh, I love you, Jesus, ooh, 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 whatever. I mean, it's not like naughty. It's not bad. It's not that. No. You, are you a fan of singing that twenty-seven times? Oh, no, because it's like well, you know what I mean. They're sort of repetitious. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, personally, no. I mean, again, God has made us all different. Some, you know, some believers might find that really helpful. So, you know, it's it's about getting a balance. It's about making sure things are true first and foremost. And in and by doing that, and under the umbrella of, is this glorifying to God, and therefore, is it true? Are we are we saying truth in, in what we is it edifying? Yeah, exactly. Singing it congregation. Yeah, and do you know what? Do you know the fact of the matter is? I mean, we can all talk about preferences, and we're talking about our preferences here. But um, there there are some, you know. Great, more you know, more simple. Uh, you know, I've heard testimonies um, 
you know, songs like Lord, I Need You. And I've heard testimonies where just that, Lord, I Need You, has really struck someone when they're sat there. They're not churchy. They weren't singing it then, but they're sat there and, they're, and, and they listen to the church, the local church, singing, Lord, I Need You. Oh, I Need You every hour, I Need You, whatever. And just that made it into their testimony because at that moment, that was, it, it, was, it was almost like that was the moment of, you know, the, the blindness going and suddenly I see, wow, do you know what? I've ducked and dived all my life and I'm stood here and these crazy Christians are singing, Lord, I need you. Nothing more profound than that. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, doctrinally thick with all just kind of technical uh, points, but just that and, and things like that for me, it's like, wow, yeah, the, you know, all sorts of songs are important and a good balance, but truth is, is very important. Why is so much of like christian music so crap and cheesy? Talking not about congregational stuff now, like, yeah. I won't name things, but just, you Can't know what I mean, one. like, yeah, try to be rocky or yeah, yeah. poppy and you're just sitting there thinking, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. There's a massive market for it, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I mean, th there's... Am I just a horrible cynic? Well, I am a horrible cynic. No, no. I mean, I think in the same way that there's lots of... There's lots of churches which may be... Um, you know, there's... The, the, the trouble... Obviously, these days, you've got YouTube, you've got all this stuff. There's more Christian music than there's ever been. And I guess all that means is, as local churches, we need to be more careful, more wise, have, be having more dialogue about what's sung, what isn't. And that's bringing in the pastors. I'm not talking about that, with... but I'm talking about just generally poppy songs. Let me ask yeah. you another question yeah, separate yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. What, does a tongue have to have explicitly Christian lyrics mm. to be honouring to God? Oh, have you got an example? Well, no, I, was, I remember talking about this with a musician who says he doesn't, he's in a Christian band. They don't sing Christian lyrics. Yeah. They sing lyrics about life. You would you know, spiritual truths, but yeah. they're not like explicit, like we would be in a congregational Sunday setting singing about the gospel of Trinity yeah. and stuff, but they still think that what they do is a part of common grace and blessing the word, the okay. world with their music, and they see that as a spiritual thing. Yeah. So there's not this separation between, you can only do the spiritual stuff, and it's on a Sunday if you do this, they just see that the whole of what they do is spiritual in that sense like a, a, yeah. a christian a christian rapper yeah, yeah he doesn't rap in church on a sunday yeah but he raps yeah maybe his lyrics aren't always explicitly yeah christ-centered but he would still consider himself a christian rapper yeah so yeah I, I'd, I'd say yes so so the, so hopefully hopefully like like what we're establishing congregational singing congregational songs what our role is as a local church singing on a sunday is biblically saturated and gospel saturated but yeah, I've got friends. I, I've as a as a Christian and as a musician, I I do secular stuff. Like I've um, I've got a gig coming up in October uh, with a group of uh, mates from Fife. Um, yeah. Is even that term secular helpful? Probably not. But my point is, when I do that gig, I'm going to seek like to glorify God. 
as much as I would if I'm accompanying singing on a Sunday morning. But by how in, in by glorifying God, how by playing well, by being yeah, excellent, yeah, yeah, yeah by by. You're not going to be glorifying God in the same way you sing a song, "I glorify you, God," on a yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to, I assume, sing that lyric. No, but it's the same in as the club on the. But it's the same as what we say to, um, you know, mums when they're sat at home, and they're looking after their children. Um, you know, the Bible's clear. They can glorify God in doing that just as much as they can as if... They can glorify God washing the dishes. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, so, so you might have a, woman, a, a 20 schemes woman's worker who's currently on maternity leave. That woman needs to know that she can glorify God looking after her baby just as much as she can teaching a group of women in a room under the 20 schemes, um, you know, in, in her role in 20 schemes as a woman's worker. And that, that needs to be important. So the same for musicians. Um, we, we believers, this is like where the Christian life is clearly explained to not be about Sunday from 11 till 12. And it's about everything. So like, and it's, it's exactly the same as if, if you've got a bloke who's working, I don't know, you know, in Grace Man. So a bloke who's working in Krispy Kreme during the week, he can honour God and glorify God in his work. Then and that's why I think sometimes the term secular... Yeah, no, I know. I, yeah. And... So I take it back, people. Sacred. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's all sacred, right? Yeah, yeah. Well... Sense. Although it, there's an explicitness about... On a Sunday. Yeah. Not, not, no, not even on a Sunday, but... In a, in when a, God's in a people gather together yeah, in yeah, community. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, a, a, a Christian musician... Every single time, every single time they play, get their instrument out, when they play with anyone, whether it's yeah, a Christian band or a group of pals who aren't believers. Why are musicians so high strung? Pardon the Christian pardon the musical strings. Um Hey, I don't know. God God makes us all different and I guess to to be a half decent Are they or am I just being No, I think there I think there probably is a sense in which to be a half decent musician or someone who um Finds that expressing themselves through, say, singing a song or doing music, I, I guess you do have to be a certain type of temperament where uh, you could sort of tap into kind of emotions and stuff. I mean, uh, if you listen to music with no emotion in it, or you listen to a songwriter and you kind of thought this guy couldn't care less, he's he's this guy's just like an objective pragmatist, whatever, uh, if that's the right kind of description, um, you wouldn't really want to listen to it. I think people. Um, yeah, well, it's something to be said about just felt. make a joyful noise. I mean, sometimes I'll sit in service yeah. and I'm thinking, I don't know anything about music, but I'm thinking that's off key, that sounds out of killer. But you know what? I'm looking around thinking these people are yeah, giving I mean, it their best shot. Yeah, and that's the key thing because obviously we're talking about. <coughs> you asked that specifically about musicians then, about whether they're. But in terms of congregational singing and in terms of worshiping God, the Psalms don't say make a joyful noise unto the Lord. If you happen to be a musician, but if do you find not, it don't. frustrating being a musician? You're in, you're in a visiting church, and maybe because you know what you're looking out for. Yeah, you're thinking, does it stop your enjoyment of worship of the Lord in a church? Where you think, well, that's out of tune. That should not be in that key. I'm just making stuff up. I don't know if that's uh, real terms. Yeah, that's a bit high pitched. Or do you just put that? Are you able to put that aside? So, for instance, I'll go to a church as a Bible teacher, a preacher, mm. and I'll sit there, mm. and sometimes. My own worst enemy. If a guy's in a text, I'm thinking that's not what that text not means, no, yeah. and I'm like, 
inside I'm getting frustrated and it's spoiling my enjoyment of trying to listen for the voice of God yeah. to teach me because I'm thinking this is frustrating. Do you get that same sense? Or, yeah, or but, really? but, it, but it comes back to the hip-hop. Or is it context? It comes back to the genre thing and it comes back to that. What, what, what's, what's my heart? It's, it's like, yeah, of course. I, as soon as I hear music, I'm, I'm thinking things that you probably wouldn't be thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the bass player doing? Or I like what, what's going on there. But the point is, again, I'm there with the completely wrong attitude. And yeah, the fact of the matter is, um, we need to be coming to church to serve and to worship God. And our, we, we need to leave our preferences at the door. And that applies to me going into a church and thinking, this is either really good or it's really bad. That's kind of irrelevant. That's kind of irrelevant. And it goes back to the Paul and Silas thing as well. That's, that wasn't the point. I, I'm pretty sure, it, it doesn't clarify in, you know, in, in the Bible, but I'm pretty sure the prisoners didn't stay there when they could flee because they thought it sounded lovely. I think something deeper happened and they stayed because they heard two men living out a witness of a, a love for God even in the face of adversity and having their feet in the stocks and being in the part of the cell. I think that's why the other prisoners stayed there in that prison, not because... Uh, Paul and Silas ticked all the boxes for them in terms of their preferences. What do you think of unaccompanied sound singing? Love it. Why is that like, because I didn't really understand it or even hear it until I came to Scotland mm. with my free church pals. And, you know, without being all controversial, because it's a big debate, isn't it? But mm. um, why isn't there a, why isn't it, why isn't at least Sam singing, mm. whether it's accompanied or not, why isn't that much more of, why doesn't, why doesn't it happen as much in evangelical, particularly reformed evangelical churches we move in? Mm. Very, I don't think I've ever heard, apart yeah. from the Lord's My Shepherd, to a, a good tune, yeah, yeah. a sort of consistent psalm singing in no, the I churches know. outside of Scottish Presbyterianism. No, I, I, think, I think specifically, so I think Scotland's known around the world as having a rich heritage and kind of like really getting that. I was, I was reading about, who was it? Um, Calvin or a friend of Calvin's like the Reformation the fact that it ended up in um, and the Scottish Psalter uh, came out of that um, I can't remember who the guy was but anyway no I, I think there is something definitely to be said about it and I appreciate it's a massive debate and there's lots of people who disagree I do think that we have um, I like know, a cheeky psalm yeah yeah so, well, so a grace man we do we try we, we do a psalm a week we, we try to do that there are some there are some really good ones um and I can't think of any at the moment at the moment but um um yeah what is it my soul finds rest in God alone yeah I can't even remember which one that is but that's 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 a really uh, well done recent one I th- I think there is there's something definitely definitely to be said about it I, you know I would say even though um exclusive uh, psalmody guys would disagree with me i'd say we have jesus to sing about we have jesus to write about we have um the whole new testament you know we have we have the 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 whole you know david Mm -hmm. and the other psalmists they didn't even though they had an understanding and when you read the psalms you you read about grace you you actually do read about salvation of course and you read about god's love and his mercy which is obviously played out in the New Testament. But I think, yeah, we, we have a whole, we, we have the, the, the complete scriptures. And, and so I think there's definitely a place for writing hymns and songs um, that go, 
that 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 you know cover that the Savior coming to this world and dying on the cross and rising again for our sin. So we've got subject matter which maybe isn't specifically covered in Psalms, but I also think it is a shame that Psalms are, aren't sung as much. And are, we gonna, are we singing any on schemes for whatever it's called? Songs from the schemes? Not, not, no, so this Songs for the Schemes is, is kind of a, it's a testimony album. So, so it's, this is, none of this is going to be congregational songs for this, but we are going to be working on um, Hymns in Hard Places is kind of a working title plan um, for maybe next year. And yeah, definitely, I want to, yeah, there'll absolutely be psalms in that. Um, instead, like the thing about psalms singing as well, that's a good example for like some of our churches where there's maybe no musicians and the Scottish, you know, the Scottish Free Church and, and these guys, they've been singing unaccompanied for years. And there's something that we can learn from that. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely, okay. definitely, definitely. So we're going to wrap up. How long have we been, John? 45 minutes. That's not bad, is it? That's good, right? So um, you're going to start some sort of crowdfunding yeah. page yeah, yeah. to get money. for it. Do your yeah. crowdfunding ad yeah. with that. Yeah, so 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 we, we really need... Um, yeah, help. We, we've got, this is such an exciting project going on. We've got testimonies of believers um, in our schemes who've written songs. They've worked really hard. Uh, it's been, it's been a, lot of, a lot of hard work and a lot of, um, a lot of vulnerability, I guess. A lot, everyone who's written a song has um, made themselves quite vulnerable by writing words, writing lyrics, writing their stories of God's grace in their lives. Um, and we're putting this album together. It's obviously not uh, free to do that. It comes at a cost. And yeah, we, we would we would really value people getting on board. Certainly, please buy the album. But if people can help and either sponsor a song, um, we're, we're going to be we're going to be publicising it a lot on the Twenty Schemes social media and stuff. And we'll be putting little snippets out of of what we've been up to. But it's it sounded really good. I'm, I'm producing the album. And uh, so where do people go for this crowdfunding? Is that yeah, so no, no, that that's going to be out on Facebook, and there'll, there'll be things on Twitter and on the website and so things just like keep that. Keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah, twentyschemes.com. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it really is an exciting project, and it really is um, an opportunity to hear genuine songs written by a lot of non-musicians, um, lyrics uh, which really mean an awful lot, and 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 glorifying God and and telling stories of how they've been saved from being lost and in lives of chaos and then how God has transformed them. And also people can pray for these people because, you know, guys who've written, uh, everyone who's written a song for this album, we've got 10, 10 songs, well, there's 11, but one's by Robert Murray McShane, you will have heard of him. But uh, the 10 that's been written by believers, these are all real people, some of them uh, quite young believers, pray for them that they'll persevere in the faith. A lot of them battle-weary church planters, pastors, um, and other people, single mothers, single mothers, everything you know, e e everyone. It's a, it's a massive cross section of people from our schemes. Yeah, yeah. good. Appreciate yeah. it, so cool, geezer. Hey.